welcome, welcome, welcome. Another day, another podcast. The Jesse Dawson podcast, in fact. Um, try and get creative with me intros there. Don't, don't laugh at me too much. And on today's episode, we are speaking about money. Money, money. A lot of people love money. A lot of people hate money. Are you someone who loves money or are you someone who hates money? Or do you love money and hate money under circumstances? Circumstances. Certain circumstances? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into it, eh? So, what's money? Obviously, we all know what money is. It's, a, it's, it's coins, it's pieces of paper that represent gold or at one point represented the amount of gold we had as a monetary value and it it's, uh, bases the, you know, it's the foundation of every trade that we have, you know, whether it's a trade of goods or services and they exchange for value. So it is a, it is a system built to determine value, essentially. That's what money is, you know. I'm sure there's a better definition than that. But that's essentially it. It's like the token, if you will, for when a trade has been made. And then as we've evolved, we now have banks and, and huge uh, infrastructure around money and online banking and cards and all the things, all the things, right? So what is money outside of that? Well, money actually directly relates to our self-worth the way that we see money, the way we uh, interpret what money means, the meanings we give to money, uh, our experiences with money, and our our savings, our our net worth, all of those things are generally related to our self worth. Um, if we don't think we're worth anything, we generally don't have much money. It's a hand in hand relationship. Money is attracted to people who would treat it well um, and, and, and respect it and that kind of thing. You've got, almost, you, you've got to almost treat money as if it is another person or another entity that has consciousness, if you will. It doesn't, obviously, but we treat it that way so that we can figure out who we need to be in order to have it. So money is directly related to self-worth. And if you think about all the things that you know about money and where they come from, generally, generally not always, they will come from our, our parents, our parents' beliefs around money and then their parents' beliefs. And, and often the cycle of money uh, through our, the generations of our family are very similar. It's not, not often that you have one generation, three generations back that were as rich as it gets, the next one a little bit less rich, the next one, no money at all, and then you. It's generally no money, no money, no money, no money, or rich, 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 rich. It's generally that's the trend. Occasionally there is going to be those, but generally the trend is perpetuating. It's a cycle. And if I say to you, let's look at some of the beliefs that you were that you've instilled in you from your parents, from the media, from movies, all those things, your own experiences with money and made them your own beliefs if they've come from somewhere else. Things like money doesn't buy happiness. I'm sure we've all heard of that one. 
and I'm sure, I'm sure you guys can finish this one. Money's the root of some of the building blocks in life. I knew you were going to get it. I knew, I knew you were. Um, the root of all evil, obviously. And where did you learn that? Where did, where did you hear that belief first off? Was it your parents? Was it TV? But you didn't make that up. You heard it somewhere because you're able to finish the same one. It's the same belief. So obviously you've learned that from somewhere. And sometimes these beliefs can get hardwired into us. They become ingrained and they're not even our beliefs. We didn't even make them up. We didn't even have an experience that actually backs that belief up until we use that belief to navigate the world and then find things that back that belief up. So we find things and times and, and events that happen where the person that was dictating the money was someone bad, like someone laundered money out of a business, for instance, I've dealt with that one before, and the business has gone into bankruptcy because of that action. Um, things like being ripped off and wars, those sorts of things where really big impactful things have happened at the base around money, but let's look at that a bit deeper. Did money actually do that? Or was money just the thing that motivated some bad people to do some things? And I think it's gonna be the latter. Money, if you, if you leave a pile of money on the table, just alone, say it's $100 or $1,000, or let's say it's a pile of a million dollars, and it's on the table. If you leave it there, no one touches it, no one steals it, it's just left in a locked room on its own to, to do whatever it needs to do, its own devices. You'll come back and it'll be exactly the same as when you left it because it doesn't grow, it doesn't minus, it doesn't create terrorism around the world, it doesn't become a cult leader. It doesn't do anything because money's harmless. Money is just pieces of paper, it's just a, it's a representation of value. It's only when bad people get a hold of money and use it for bad things, then money becomes the root of all evil. But what about all the good things that money's done as well? What about the advances in, in, in the medical industry and all of the awesome things you like to do in your hobbies and the places that allow those hobbies to happen and the businesses that run that allow you to go to them to do those things? Um, and the cities that we've built and the communication that we're able to have and that six set of wheels you bought for your car, you know? That stylish remodel of your bedroom that you just did. The coffee table you just bought. Or the spoons and bowls set. Oh my God, those sets. Happiness can come from money. It doesn't really, it doesn't really, I'm joking. I bet that those bowls and spoons sets made you smile. So they can't be the root of all evil, because if it was, You'd have evil spoons and evil bowls in your hands. So, those beliefs sometimes don't serve us as adults. They get to a point where either they didn't serve us at all ever in the first place, or it gets to a point where a belief then turns over and becomes a negative belief. Uh, so, we need to be able to build some more positive beliefs around money. Because money's just a tool. It's a tool. It's around your self-worth. So maybe you need to dive in to you, find out what's going on here, figure out what your beliefs around money are, maybe write them down, find out if they're useful, if they're resourceful or unresourceful, find out what it is about you that doesn't, that you don't believe you're worth anything, find out why you don't think you're worth more, and especially if you're in business, if you're one of the people watching this that are in a business, or maybe you're a coach watching this or something like that, and you offer a service, 
what's stopping you charging more or, char- or, or gaining additional clients at a different rate or whatever it is that's blocking you, find out what that is in you to progress to the next level, to go to the next step. Because money holds us back a lot of the time. We have a lot of money issues that hold us back from experiencing more of life. And that's how we need to see money. It needs to be a tool to experience more of life. It needs to be a tool to progress a business. It needs to be a tool to have a deeper relationship, a tool to have a happier family or whatever, to have a better car to take you to greater distances. I don't know, I'm making things up. Whatever that belief is in, is in place beforehand that's stopping you from making more money. It's so many things. I mean, there is a limitless amount of beliefs that can be in place. Just even the fact that I don't think I'm worthy in, in general, and that is why you don't think you're worthy of money as well. Um, there's so many different things so they're the things that generally stop you from making money and then those beliefs that we carry on through our life perpetuate that then we end up in situations where maybe we make a bad financial decision and we get screwed you know just punch a microphone Um, and then we just look at our beliefs and we're like oh yeah of course the money's the root of all evil so of course this happened and I'm not worth having this so of course that's happened to me and this does extends outside of money as well, but definitely in money. So we need to look at, it, at money at, at money as a tool so that when we have money, we're not evil or we're not corrupt or we're not all these things. So like, let's say you have a belief around money that says, if I have money, that means I'm an asshole. Because to have money, it means I have to have taken it from someone else who needs it as well. And the only way to have money is to take money and be an asshole. All right? The only way that you can then have money, there's only two ways this goes. You get money dumped on you, like boom, you get $10 million, boom, straight off the bat. And now you have 10 minutes to deal with, 10 million to deal with. You're either going to spend that money faster than any money you've ever spent because you don't believe you're worth enough to hold that money. So you're going to get rid of it in all these creative ways. You're going to loan it to people. You're going to buy stuff. You're going to put deposits on things and you're just going to and spend or you're going to become an asshole to back your belief up so that you can hold the money and then you're going to become what you determine as an asshole so you need to look at these and say what's resourceful what's unresourceful what do I need to change in order to be able to hold money and be able to invest money and then make that money work for me and build more of an asset base and then that money can make money and etc etc or in my business, how do I then charge more in my business? How do I create more worth in me to be able to charge more for my business and stop that blockage of me not thinking I'm worth having that money? So all these things need to be need to be addressed so that you can then use money as a tool to then experience more of life. So you can have deeper experiences and more luxurious experiences and not from a place of ego like you have to have luxurious experiences. You could have the experience of becoming a property investor that's an experience. You could have the experience of doing something really silly like buying first class airline tickets to a, a place to celebrate your um, your uh, anniversary with your partner. Whatever it is, that's an amazing experience. That's awesome and it's a, and it's a splash, you know? But you have, it, you have it there to be able to do that. Um, it can be to help someone that's less fortunate than you. How great is that? So money, the beliefs that we have around money uh, are really th- are toxic and what, are what's stopping us from having more money and then when we get money it stops us from holding the money and investing it and building more of a, 
an asset base and more of a, a portfolio. It's a tool, just recapping here, it's a tool to then experience more of life and, and more of life's experiences. And the reason that it is a tool and the saying, money can't buy happiness, is because your happiness is not rooted in money. Happiness comes first before money, or, or money can come and then happiness can come, but they're separate. And I would dare say try to be happy before you get money and that, that will help. Because happiness is derived from in here, it's inside, it's not external. And that's why I've named this podcast the way I have, because you can build the biggest asset base, the biggest portfolio of money, because you're driven by money. And you can bust the beliefs of self-worth and those kinds of things so that you're able to build money and you're able to take on more and more and more and you, and you invest here and you invest there, maybe stocks and trades, maybe some uh, uh, cryptocurrencies and maybe wine, you invest in some wine or some paintings or something like that and you build this big asset base and you're rich. You're rich beyond belief. You couldn't spend it in, in a 10,000 lifetime. So that's how much money you get. But you'll be miserable. There's no way that you could be happy if that is your goal. If your goal is that, because eventually you're going to get to that goal of however many bajillion dollars. And you're going to say, is that it? Is that all there is? Is that it? Is that it? There's got to be something else. Because the whole time you were focused on money being the goal and that money being the happiness, that you're going to get there and you're going to find out that that's not actually the way it works. Like, sure, you can be smiling on a jet ski as the joke goes because money doesn't buy happiness, but you have you ever seen an unhappy person on a jet ski? But imagine if you rode the jet ski every single day. Every single day. And you never did anything else you just rode the jet ski. You'd be unhappy because the jet ski doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't all. It buys you a temporary good time and then you're back to you. So the inner work's got to be done. Back to here. So bring it back to the start. The inner work's got to be done so then you can be happy with money. And those two go hand in hand. Absolutely. Money can buy you experiences that can make you happy for a portion of time. They can... Money can enhance your life into a place where you don't have to worry and you don't have to be stressed around things. But you need to work on yourself and the beliefs in, and, and all of the things inside you that create the problem when you have money to get there. Because to not be stressed with money, you've got to be okay with not having money and also having money. Because if you have money and you're predisposed to... Uh, worry about money you're going to create problems later on even if you were given money you're going to create problems that are going to create stress and you're going to lose the money straight away once again I'm so I'm, I'm just going back and forth here as you can tell and as I said the podcast is named dead people love spending money on cars because the people that focus on money as their goal will die with all of those things they will die with the cars and the mansions and the houses and the portfolio and the, the, the wine cellar and they'll have all that stuff and when they die they leave it here and it doesn't go with you it doesn't follow through with you it stays in the house and goes on to whoever you know, if you have any friends and relatives that like you at this point because you've just made money your goal and you're very much not delved into the into the work and the happiness and creating a rich life. There's a difference between being rich and being rich with life. Very different things. So rich being being rich is yucky and just like 
there's no there's no substance to it. Once you're rich, what then what? It, it means nothing. You want to make a million dollars. For what purpose do you want to make a million dollars? Sure, you get out of all of the problems, but then what? After that, what? And so being rich with life, that's the way to go. It's, it's, in, it's from here. It's inner power. It's not handing your power out externally to money. You can have all of those things. And I'm not, and I'm not saying don't get things, all right? That, let's get that out of the way. Things are great. I love things. I have plenty of things. All this being recorded with is things, which are awesome. And what they do is they enable me to share these things with you for me to have a more enriched and fulfilled life. Because I get to share. I get to share these things that I've learned. I get to share more of me with the world and not from a narcissistic point of view. I get to share things that help other people and get to feel like I've done something of value with these things. If I didn't have these things, I couldn't be able to do it. So they're a tool. They're a tool in order to buy tools and use to create more experiences and more depth to life. So going back to if you had all that stuff and you died, it just go, it just disappears and you don't get to take it with you. So maybe readjust the goals so that money isn't the goal, but have it as a a well as a goal within the goal. Just have it as a a benchmark, if you will. So that I want to be at this point financially for stability, but really my goal is to live more of life or my goal is to be able to support my family and that comes with all the other parts of that as well the connection and the relationships and and the memories and the love and the compassion and all the adventures and that's what comes with it and then money is also a part of that because you can't do a lot of that without money so the moral of the story is happiness comes first before money uh, in your hierarchy of, of ranking. It's, money's not number one. Money's just another value to have, have value around money. Because then you appreciate the small things and you appreciate the big things as well. Happiness is first, because you can die with all the cars and all the things and be miserable. And you can die with nothing and be happy. And that is way more powerful than any amount of cars and houses and dresses and makeup you could buy. So work on you, bring out more of yourself, do the work and actually do the work and happiness will come. And maybe your goals realign as well. Maybe then you'll see money drop down in, in the list of, uh, of goals or maybe you still have that as, as a goal because you start a business and that's a very important goal for a business to have is a monetary goal, but not a life goal. I trust that's made sense anyway. And, yeah, and I trust that you could see that now a life where happiness is put first before money is a life that's more worth living and that your self-worth is much higher and at a much healthier place and that comes with all the rest of what comes with self-worth and happiness and that that life is such a more rounded life to live with the people around you and and the money <laughs> uh, that's part of that. And that living with money as a goal, and that is the end game, is miserable. Anytime that you might take a financial turn, now sure, there's energy exchange there, and it's gonna be crap, 
but it doesn't mean your entire life falls apart because you are so caught up in having money as the goal that now your worth and your your existence drops because you've lost that money. Whereas over here, your life and your happiness and your enriched, fulfilled existence is still there. You just got a little bit less money, and then that's okay. You can just work out how to get the next amount of money. Whereas in this time, it's drive from desperation and and it's it's uh, neediness. The money drops, and it's like it's fear and and it's it's a lot of self lacking in self you know fulfilled like uh, wholeness lacking in wholeness if that makes sense so yeah so get to get to doing the work happiness first money second but money as well and bust your beliefs and I mean if you want to comment comment bring it on whatever you've got and if you want to let me know this is great let me know it was great and like and share and uh, obviously you're leaving comments and follow and uh, subscribe and all that. And I will see you in the next podcast or I will speak to you in the next podcast if you're listening, if you're an audio listener. So this has been the Jesse Dawson Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one.